We are living in a time where speaking truth is often very controversial. And when we do speak truth, we can be met with some pretty serious backlash, which leaves a lot of people sitting back in silence. Hence, we have the silent majority. I want to talk to you today about an experience I had last week and why it is so important for us as conservatives and especially as Christian conservatives to speak up and to speak truth during these really critical times in our society. Hi, I'm Julia Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Planning Podcast. I am also the founder of Conservative Ladies of America. We started off as Conservative Ladies of Washington in Washington State and have just recently launched our national platform. Here in Washington State, we have been working on electing conservative candidates and really getting active in our state legislation, which is where I believe all of the action happens. That's where the laws are made. And I noticed that there was a serious lacking of people on the right and especially conservatives and people wanting to speak up for parental rights and freedoms and anti-mandates and the Second Amendment, all these things that we as conservatives hold so dear. And so that's what we focus on, electing conservative candidates and really getting active in our state legislation as conservative ladies of America. We will be taking action on a federal level. So working on some of those federal laws that we see going through Congress, I would love for you to learn more about our group and what we're doing and how you can get involved, head over to conservativeladiesofamerica.com. You can join us, you can become a member, and you can also add your spouse on as a member. So you can join us as a couple and take action together. We need all hands on deck. It's so important. This is such a critical time in our world and in our nation, especially. So head on over to conservativeladiesofamerica.com to learn more and to join our movement. Well, last Thursday, I got a call from a leftist, Seattle leftist mainstream media outlet. It was Fox 13, formerly known as Q13 Fox. And they wanted to get my opinion, my statement on a drag queen story hour that was happening on Saturday at a brewery in Renton, which if you're not in the state of Washington, Renton is just south and east of the city of Seattle. And I had spoken about it on social media. I I think my tweet was, drag is not appropriate for children. And so when the reporter called and asked me if I would be available for an interview, I kind of second guessed it for a moment, but then I thought, you know, it's really important for our side to have a voice in this and for the side of reason and children to speak out on this. And so I agreed to do it. And I did a Zoom interview with her on Thursday evening. And then the segment aired at the 10 o'clock news spot. And of course, they used my name and Conservative Ladies of Washington organization was attached to it as well. By the time I woke up on Friday morning, I had people on the left already targeting me on social media. It wasn't really as bad as I expected, but uh, I could tell when I did the interview with the reporter that uh, she was probably not going to paint me in the best light. And one of the things that I have learned in the last couple of years when I've done some of these 
interviews with mostly with the mainstream, more left leaning uh, media sources is that they will take your sound bites and twist them to make them sound how they want them to sound for their agenda. And fortunately, the segment that she used of mine was actually pretty good. But of course, people on the left um, are so vehemently opposed to those of us that don't want children exposed to drag queens and sexual entertainment that is really geared towards adults, that they really freak out and um, come against you in a really hateful way. And this instance was no different. I'm going to read you a little bit from the written article that has appeared online. And of course, there is a link for this in the notes as well. Uh, So Renton police are investigating a shooting at Brewmaster's Taproom as a hate crime. Thankfully, the only damage sustained was a shattered window. But the owner and several patrons believe the shooting was tied to the brewery hosting a drag queen story time. Now, I want to stop there and let you know, um, and there's pictures of this in the notes as well. But it looks like what happened was maybe a pellet gun or something was shot into the window, there is nothing to substantiate that this was a hate crime. There is no proof of who did this. There's there's nothing. There's no suspects or anything like that. And as we have seen in some of these stories, some of these cases is that this damage has been done by people on the left for the sole purpose of pinning it on someone on the other side and saying that it is a hate crime and really sowing those seeds of division in the community. And so this was kind of what the whole story was about, that there is this there was this gunshot and it's because of people on the right um, are hating these people and this is a hate crime and they're really targeting the LGBTQ community. Um, and so that was one of the things that the reporter asked me. Uh, about was why did I feel that my speaking out was inciting violence against the LGBTQ community. And so here's the part where they reach out to me. So founder of the Conservative Ladies of Washington, Julie Barrett, shared her opinion on social media. Fox 13 reached out to her via Zoom and she said, I am opposed to children exposed to drag queen. Barrett, like some parents, have questioned why children are being exposed to adult entertainment at a brewery. We blur the boundary for children of what is appropriate and is not appropriate sexual behavior. I think they can learn about people loving who they want in a way that's not sexualized, Barrett said. Her fear is children are being groomed. Yes, we're grooming them to be educated and to be open-minded, Sylvia said in a response. And Sylvia is the, the drag queen that was going to be there. And so circling back to my comments, um, the reporter was asking if... I was opposed to uh, children learning that it's okay for people to love whoever they want. That is absolutely not the reason for my opposition. And I made it clear to the reporter, and this did not make it into the article or the the TV appearance, but I made it clear that this is not an anti-LGBTQ statement. This is a pro-children statement. This is protecting children. At one point in time, not too long ago, we as a society pretty much agreed that this kind of adult entertainment was not suitable for children. Hence why we have ratings on our movies. You know, PG-13 should be for kids over 13. Rated R is for people 17 and over. But now we have just blasted out these boundaries and are saying that, you know, it's up to parents to choose and anything is appropriate. And why shouldn't children be exposed to these kind of drag queen story hours? And 
my biggest thing is that we are teaching children and normalizing for children that it is normal and acceptable to for men to dress in women's clothing. If there are men that want to do that, that's fine. You go do that. You go do your adult entertainment. But what you can see from us taking that position of let people do what they want to do, let people love who they want to love, let people marry who they want to marry, we have now gotten ourselves to this really dangerous place where they are normalizing this for children. And some of the responses and attacks that I got on social media were from some pretty sketchy characters, people that I would never want around my children or really any child for that matter. You can look at these people, look at their accounts, the things that they promote. These are not adults that should be around children. And it is absolutely grooming behavior. One of the things that came out of all this is that children or parents should make the decisions for their children's parents know best. And I am absolutely an advocate for parental rights. But in some cases, parents don't know best. And we're seeing ourselves in this society where some parents do not have a filter on what is right and what is wrong. And many people don't know this, but for 10 years, the biological father of my children has not been able to see them because he was deemed by the courts not suitable to parent the children. And it took a long time to get that court order final. It took a lot of fighting in the courts, but it just goes to show you that not every parent is suited to be around their children and is not suited to make the best interest choices for their child. And that was 10 years ago. I often think about what if I was going through that now with the current society and the way that our courts and the way that our courts are today. Would I have gotten the same outcome? Would I have been able to protect my children? I think we're seeing this wokeness at such a high level, you know, in our government and in our court system. And, and we're seeing it in, you know, the Department of DSHS, Department of Social and Health Services, the, the Youth and Family Services. We are seeing that there, that the boundary has been blurred completely. And so we have a whole generation of children that are exposed to this sexually immoral grooming behavior, and it makes these kids susceptible to sexual abuse and other kinds of abuse. And so that is that is my biggest concern. And why I wanted to talk to you about this today is because when I got done with the interview on Thursday night, I was a little scared because I could tell based on the way that our conversation went, me and the reporter, I could tell she didn't like me. She didn't like my perspective. She didn't like what I had to say. And I was really concerned that she was going to flip it and use it against me in a way that made me look like a bad person. And I even told my husband when he got home that night, I said, you know, lock, lock the doors and load your guns. And, you know, while I was half joking, there is that piece of me that gets scared having my name out there attached to these statements. But I am also committed to telling the truth. And I am committed to speaking up for children, speaking up for truth and living in reality. And by doing that, by speaking truth, we are going to get ourselves in positions that are uncomfortable and maybe even scary. 
But if we aren't willing to speak truth, how will we protect children? How will we stand up for our freedom? I mean, you can look at things like pronouns, you know, and all of these new made up pronouns for people and you have to call people by their chosen pronouns that could be Zzer or, you know, whatever weird word that was made up last week. And if you don't follow along, then you're going to get in some kind of trouble with your employer or with the government or whatever. It's not based in reality. It's not based in truth. And if we are so afraid of telling the truth that we just sit there in silence, we are allowing these things to happen. We are allowing our culture to go further into the ditch. And so I say this to you because it is so important that we be fearless in the face of evil. There is so much evil in our world right now. We cannot back down. We cannot be silent. We must speak up. These children, they can't speak for themselves. And some people might say, well, it's not your kid. It's their kid and they get to choose. Not all parents are making the right choices for their children. You don't have to go through any licensing or classes or anything to become a parent. I mean, you have to go through more to drive a car or to register to vote than you do to become a parent. There's no qualifications that one needs to become a parent. And some of these parents are not making good choices for their children. They're not making choices that will allow these children to grow up into healthy adults. And it's not just the parents. We're seeing this in the schools as well and in our, you know, medical institutions, in the children's hospitals and, you know, the abortion clinics and what people are doing with these kids. And in many states, like in Washington state, children over 13 can make many of their own decisions or can, with the help of another adult, say a school nurse, can make decisions such as go get an abortion during the school day and parents never know about it. So the people that are making these decisions for kids, we can't really just step back and say it's okay for parents to make whatever decisions they want for their kids. This this way that society is going is very broken. It's very dysfunctional. It's very immoral. And if we as conservatives and as if we, especially as Christian conservatives, are not willing to stand up and have the courage to speak truth, we are going to see this get much, much worse. And I want to talk about, you know, the the role of Christians in our society, because one of the things I have been seeing lately is you know, and, and I think we saw this with COVID where how many churches caved to the government lockdowns? So many, uh, I think it was so enlightening to see how many churches bowed down to the government um, for whatever reason that was. Was it fear of losing their 501c3 status? I don't know. But we saw most churches, I think it was a minority of churches that actually stood up after kind of that initial lockdown when everybody was just kind of trying to figure out what was going on. We saw a small number of churches that actually stood up and said, you know what, the government doesn't get to tell us what to do. They don't get to tell the church when they can gather and when they can worship and if they have to wear masks when they worship. And so we're going to open our doors. Very few churches did that. And I think it was a very big moment for the church. I think it was a sad moment for the church because if you look back on that, 
and many churches never went back to in-person. They found that doing online was just as profitable for them and maybe more so than meeting in person. I believe a huge reason that we're in this position in our country and, and in our world today is because the church has been silent. The church has not played its designed role in the government as is designed by God in the Bible. And I watched a wonderful podcast by Robbie Starbuck, and he had Pastor Rob McCoy, who I believe is Charlie Kirk's pastor. And he was talking with Pastor Rob about, you know, the role of church in government. And then he also had on his own pastor, who I forget his name at the moment, and they talked a lot about speaking truth. And and that's kind of what prompted this episode today. And I'm going to link this podcast in the notes for you. And I highly recommend that you go watch it. Robbie Starbuck uh, just launched his podcast, I don't know, a week, maybe two weeks ago, and it's phenomenal. He's got great content. Highly recommend that you subscribe to that. And that just showed me how much the church has dropped the ball, not just since COVID, but if you look back on the decades, the church has sort of shrunk back from having a role in government because we've allowed people to tell us that, oh, it's separation of church and state. But the separation of church and state is to keep the government out of the church, not to keep the church out of the government. So there's this complete misunderstanding. And so the church has just shrunk back in silence and we haven't promoted the importance of marriage the importance of a nuclear family. We haven't been building up men to be leaders of the family and women to be the the wives and mothers that God created us to be. And because of that, we're seeing this breakdown of society. If we don't have the church holding society to a certain standard, we are going to see it break down. And we are required as Christians to be salt and light. In Matthew 5, 13, it says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Light always wins. I have carried that saying around with me from John 1.5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness shall not overcome it. Light always wins. I've carried it with me for years now, probably 10 years since I was fighting for my kids in court. Before I was even a Christian, I latched on to that scripture. And my pastor, Pastor Jay Smith at Cedar Park Church, he always says, light always wins and it's not even a fair fight. And I love that. And I think that's a reminder that we need as Christians that we're scared sometimes You know, we are lacking that courage, but we shouldn't because light always wins. It's not even a fair fight. And you take that that light into a dark place and it illuminates all of the evil. It exposes all of that darkness. Friends, we have to stand up and take courage and know that we will be victorious in Christ. We know how this ends. We know that we have the victory. We know that God has the victory, but we must be courageous and speak truth. 
while we are here on earth. That is what God has called us to. He has called us to be salt and light. He has called us to be that seasoning in this world and light in all of these dark places. And so I want to encourage you because wherever you are, whether it's on social media or in your office or, you know, sitting on the sidelines at the basketball game while your kid is is playing a game or in practice and you're talking to other parents, there is always a place for you to speak truth. There are lies abounding. There is like this total separation from reality that we are living in right now. And we need to be the ones to speak up. We need to be the ones that say, No, there are only two genders. There's boys and there's girls, there's men and there's women. We need to be the ones that say men do not get pregnant. Men do not have periods. Women get pregnant. Women have babies. We need to be able to speak these very basic realities without fear. You might lose friends. You might get mean messages on social media like I have been getting since last Thursday. But I don't know about you, but I want to be the one when I get to heaven that my father sees me and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't want to leave any doubts that I didn't speak truth when I could have. And I want to encourage you to be a truth speaker. And hopefully you heard it in the statement that that Fox 13 used. Children should not be subjected to drag entertainment, especially at a brewery. I mean, common sense. That is not hateful. That is not inciting violence. That is just truth and reality. It is not hate. And we have to be able to speak those words without backing down, without letting people make you feel guilty. You know the truth, and I encourage you to speak it. I hope you guys have a great week. I've put lots of links uh, to some of the stuff I've talked about today in the notes. And I've been kind of going through a funk lately. I feel like there's so much just evil and darkness um, going on around us. And I don't really feel like talking about it all the time. But um, so I don't know like how the episodes are going to come out over the next couple of weeks. But I do have a couple of fun guests coming up on the show later this week and next week. So stay tuned for that. I would love it if you would share this episode with your friends, share it on social media. Be sure to go check out my new website, conservativeladiesofamerica.com. And I look forward to chatting with you again next time. 